Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pigskin Pundits on this Thursday, September 7th, 2017 NFL Week 1 Midnight Edition on Block Talk Radio. I am Mark Ferraro, pleased to be joined, as always, by my good buddy Thomas Murphy, the Murph Dog himself. What's up, man? Can you believe it? The time is here. We are just 20 hours away from kickoff. Uh, I know. It's amazing. You know, we have been looking forward to this since February, and, yeah, it's here, and I think it's going to be another fun season. A lot of question marks for our particular teams, but, you know, hey, at least at least football's here, you know? Absolutely. And before we get to that game, between the Chiefs and the Patriots starting at 8.30. We do have to mention a fantasy football trade, Tom, that you know occurred earlier today with the – with actually with me and my friend Geraldo, and you were a little surprised about the deal from his end. But from my side of things, as we know in our league, it is a two-quarterback league. And for week one, I was a bit of a bit of a uh, scramble because with the game between the Buccaneers and Dolphins getting rescheduled, my other options were Eli Manning, who I already have in my lineup, Deshaun Watson, and Andrew Luck. So I was without my second quarterback, and the options in free agents are really not that good, and guys you can trust. So, Tom, I decided to make a trade, and I acquired Carson Palmer. Yeah, no, a very good, uh, you know, very good, uh, solid uh, number two quarterback to have in there. I think actually he was one of uh, my uh, one of my two quarterbacks last season, and uh, it was a little bit of an off year for him. But you know, definitely, you know, getting getting him to fill in for you know this week definitely a wise move. You know, especially playing Detroit there. And yeah, I was a little uh, bummed because I definitely made the. Uh, I made the offer right away for because uh, I had Sam Bradford sitting on my bench. As much as it would be nice to have like a solid third quarterback like Sam Bradford, uh, you know, you having Kareem Hunt on your bench just seemed a little too a uh, little too enticing. Considering running backs are going to be uh, a very very hot commodity because there are very few of them out there. And running back was the position on my team that I could afford to trade someone like Kareem Hunt, even though he will be the featured back there because I had Le'Veon Bell, I have Melvin Gordon, I have Christian McCaffrey, I also have just Jaquiz Rogers and Doug Martin waiting in the wings when he returns in week five against New England. So I could afford to trade someone like Kareem Hunt, which I did. So the full trade, Tom, was Kareem Hunt, and my backup tight end, Hooper, for the Falcons, for Carson Palmer, and I ended up getting a running back in return anyway, and Frank Gore. Uh, yeah, you know, and you can never Frank call, uh, you never can count uh, Frank Gore out. I actually have him starting one uh, in one of my leagues this week, you know, 34 years old, but hey, he had 1,000 yards uh, last year, so, uh, you know, hey, hey, who knows? Maybe he can. Maybe he has one more last run in him. But I just noticed with running backs, if you did, if you did not get uh, 
running backs with like your first two picks or within your first three picks, it uh, it makes it very very thin on the running back uh, front. Just not uh, not many sure things out there on that position. No, and one thing about Frank Gore too, you mentioned his age. He is 34 years old, but don't worry about that because this guy still gets a lot of carries, and especially with Andrew Luck MIA. He will get a lot of volume on the ground. But, Tom, we might as well get into the game. That takes in about 20 hours. The defending champion New England Patriots host the Kansas City Chiefs. And, Tom, I'll go first with this one. Of course, with the injury to Spencer Ware, all the carries you would think would go to the rookie out of Toledo, Kareem Hunt. He's going to be the main back. They also have C.J. Spiller, our good friend, and Karchandrick um, West. But Hunt's going to be the guy. We don't have to worry about that. And as far as the Patriots are concerned, of course, the big injury was Julian Edelman, who suffered that torn ACL. But we all know about Tom Brady. He has so many weapons to feed there, so many additions. And I think the one guy, Tom, who could be a sleeper in this game as a wide receiver, is Chris Hogan. I could see him picking up where he left off, getting a lot of targets from Tom Brady <laughs> later tonight. So in week one, Tom, giving the Patriots to win at home over the Chiefs, 27-16. to 16. Oh, wow. Our scores are almost exactly, exactly similar. And, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think Hogan is definitely a uh, – you know, someone to watch out for, not just in this game, also this season. Uh, if you, you know, if you do pick him up, he's going to be a, a real uh, main target, even more so than he was last season. Uh, you know, he, you know, seven eleven, he always gets open. So, mm-hmm. you know, Brady loves that. And yeah, in regards to this game, you know, for me, this is kind of a win-win or a lose-lose. You know, it's uh, of course I always like to see New England lose, and especially all of the talk we've been hearing about for the past uh, seven months, I would just love them to, uh, you know, start the season 0-1 and everybody is just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, knocked, knocked down a peg because of that. And I mean, eh, Kansas and also we, uh, Bill's own Kansas city's first round pick this year. So of course I want them to uh, maybe have a few more losses than they have the past few seasons. Uh, but all in all, I think, uh, I think New England's got this game. Kit's going to be a little too much for uh, Kansas City to play. I like the defense, but Kansas City on offense just definitely taken uh, was taken down a notch. You know, losing Spencer Ware for the season and also losing Jeremy Macklin in uh, you know in the off season. They're starting receivers now. Tyreek Hill, who just I don't know how he's going to do in the starting role. He could be you know brilliant or he could definitely. Uh, you know, fall back from last year. And Chris Conley's the other wide receiver. I'm just not seeing it. But, uh, yeah, give me New England to win uh, 27-17. Going to give them uh, the Chiefs one more point than you. And, Tom, the reason why the Bills have next year's first-round pick of the Chiefs is because they traded up to select quarterback Patrick Mahomes. So be very curious to see throughout the season – how short the leash will be on the veteran Alex Smith. 
Oh, no, absolutely. And Patrick Mahomes, uh, obviously I was not very high on him, uh, you know, going up into the draft, as you may well know. Uh, You know, even though it was only preseason, he kind of proved me wrong. He actually looked really, really good. He made some amazing throws, especially in that last one that uh, seemed like he could be the real deal. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, if Alex Smith wins, I mean, it's going to be his job to keep until then. But if the Chiefs start to struggle, you'd be kind of, uh, you know, be kind of wondering what, uh, how quickly they will throw in uh, Patrick Mahomes there. So, yeah, it'll definitely be interested, and it will keep Alex Smith on his toes for sure. All right, Tom, now let's shift gears to Sunday starting at 1 o'clock. And you know what? We may be the only two people watching this game, but you know what? Who cares? Because <laughs> it's still our teams, and they're playing each other in week one once again. My Jets versus your Bills and Buffalo of course, my good friend, you could go first. Oh, man, you know, it's just very relieved, uh, you know, to hear that Tyrod is going to be starting this game after suffering a concussion in the uh, third preseason game and being on protocol for the last week and a half. That was just huge news. Gives us a uh, huge advantage in this game. Uh, yeah, the Bills are going in. Uh, with uh, six starters, two wide receivers, and an entire secondary that were not even on the team last year. So that's going to be something to look out for and uh, something that, um, you know, know, definitely I'm uh, very interested to see uh, how these guys play up. Uh, Very, you know, I kind of don't know what to expect from the Bills this year. I want to think that they can be good. I think the defense may uh, make some strides this year, despite having a completely new secondary. Uh, But, uh, you know, I'm kind of glad we get to play the Jets this week. It's definitely not a gimme game, but uh, definitely one to get our feet wet. Uh, You know, the Jets kind of, many people agree, you may as well, that they probably looking to get one of the top picks in the draft next year. Uh, so give me the bills to, uh, you know, actually start the season one and O and definitely give me hope uh, going the next 16 weeks. Give me the bills 20 to nine. Well, one thing I'll say about the jets in terms of what they did recently with a couple moves they made by the general manager, Mike McCagnan. One of them was trading Sheldon Richardson, which go back, watch the tape. When Tom and I did our show last week, one of my bold predictions I said was that Sheldon Richardson would not last the season with the Jets. Well, he didn't even last one game because he's now with the Seahawks, and the Jets acquired veteran receiver Jermaine Curse as well as second-round pick for next year. So that was a slam dunk because the Jets are not going to re-sign Sheldon Richardson. And they also brought back veterans, Jeremy Curley, and that move I don't mind. The only thing I hope it does not take opportunities away from the rookies are Darius Stewart and Chad Hansen. And from the Bills' perspective, you mentioned Tyrod Taylor. That's a huge deal that he is going to be back in week number one, as well as your left tackle, Cordy Glenn, who will also play in this game. So that would be a big boost to your offensive line. The one thing I'll say is, though, this is a divisional game, and I was very surprised when I saw earlier in this week that the Bills are favored by nine points, which I think is a little bit too much because, as I mentioned, it is in the division. But I do agree with you, Tom. I think your Bills will win, but it will be close. Buffalo 17 and the Jets 13. 
Yeah, I, I didn't even see the uh, opening line. That nine points, that is, I think that is even a little bit of a stretch, uh, if I say so myself. Even though I have them covering it, I think nine points is just, uh, yeah, I think that's a little too hopeful and, you know, a little too a little too rash for week one. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, you mentioned Buffalo coming back with those injuries. And, yes, uh, congratulations on your bold prediction for your team already coming true. Uh, hopefully that means that uh, Jerry Hughes is going to lead the NFL in sacks, like I predicted uh, mm-hmm. on that same show. But uh, I'm going to have to wait a lot longer for mine than, uh, than yours. Uh, and also, you know, talking about injuries, Jordan Matthews is uh, – as as far as we know, is going to line up as the number one wide receiver on Sunday. Uh, he did not take one snap in the entire preseason. Uh, he's practiced a bunch. Uh, but, yeah, he seems pretty confident he's going to start, so I'm going to have to take my word for that. But if you have him on a uh, fantasy team, whatever you do, do not start him because he is very questionable, and I think he may even be limited a lot on uh, Sunday. Now, the two guys that I would say that you could start at fantasy, and one of them is clearly the only guy on the Jets that you would even think of starting, and that's Bilal Powell because I really like what this guy can do out of the backfield. And because Josh McCown is a quarterback, you could expect a lot of checkdowns to Bilal Powell, which would help you in PPR leagues. So I would say go with Bilal Powell. And from your Buffalo Bills, man, I like the guy that you drafted, the rookie receiver, Second round, I gave you as many hints as I possibly could, and that's Zay My Name, Zay My Name. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I think he's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna be definitely a rookie to look out for uh, the entire season. I was very glad to snatch him up. Uh, very, very much like this guy, and he looks like he's the real deal. Uh, I'm always, always a little hesitant. Uh, you know, starting a rookie in their very first game, especially at the wide receiver position. So, but I will be keeping a close eye on him. Uh, You can count on that. All right. Now, next game that we're going to talk about are the Falcons heading to Chicago to take on the Bears. And from Atlanta's standpoint, of course, everyone wants to know how they're going to bounce back after that terrible loss in the Super Bowl to the Patriots a year ago. And for the Chicago Bears, almost like the Jets in a sense, a total reborn or whatever you want to call it, it's going to be a rebuilding year for both teams. Of course, for the Bears, they selected Mitchell Trubinsky to be their quarterback, but right away will not start. They're going to go with the veteran Mike Glennon. And, of course, on their side of the offense, a big injury to Cameron Meredith. He's out for the season with a torn ACL. So this game should be no issues for the Falcons. They should roll big, which I think they will. So give me Atlanta to beat the Bears 31-10. to 10. Wow, man, our our scores are just so similar. But yeah, no, I this uh, I think this game is a no brainer. Uh, you know, Glennon starting. Uh, yeah, he just he looked atrocious in preseason, and Atlanta. Yeah, that's gonna be gonna be a little a uh, little hard to shake that Super Bowl loss. But at least they get to uh, take it out on the Bears a little bit uh, in Week One. And yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're going to roll huge uh, this week. And I think with Chicago, you're going to see Trubisky come in very, uh, you know, very soon into the season. I'm going to say probably before week five uh, or around week five, let's say. But yeah, I have Atlanta beating Chicago 31 to 13. 
and I swear I did not look at your scores uh, <laughs> before the show. I most certainly didn't. Oh no, Tom! I totally believe you, no doubt. I never, uh, I never go against you, but no. In terms of the injuries to Cameron Meredith, I think the only guy right now that you can have on your bench, and I do, and that's Kevin White. We can't forget about him because he was injured. And now, with the injuries to Meredith, we expect him to see most of the targets from Glennon or could be Trubinsky. I know there's some talk that maybe it'd be the veteran Kendall Wright, the former Titans receiver. But if I'm picking someone, I'm going with Kevin White. Now, Tom, the next game, AFC North matchup. Already in week number one between the Ravens traveling to Cincinnati to tank on the Bengals. Tom, you could go first. Oh, yeah. You know, you got to love this matchup in week one, you know, the divisional matchups between these rivals. And, uh, you know, as uh, you know, as I said in the uh, beginning of the year, I kind of had Cincinnati as a surprise wild card team. I do look for them to bounce back and uh <clears throat> And, you know, in this game, it's going to be a you know, tight one. I mean, Flacco's coming off surgery. Uh, definitely see how he's going to do. I do like Baltimore's defense this year. I'm just, I just have way too many questions on that offense. So I'm going to give Cincinnati to win this uh, bruising divisional battle, 20-17. to 17. Again, you're listening to the Pigskin Pundits on Block Talk Radio. I'm Mark Ferraro. He's Thomas Murphy. We're going through our week one NFL picks. We're on the Baltimore Ravens against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, Tom, we have our first disagreement of the show. I am going to go to the Ravens to just sneak past the Bengals 20-19. to You mentioned Joe Flacco. I am concerned about the injury with the disc in his back, but he's ready to go. Obviously, their backup's Ryan Mallett. He's not going to cut it. So Flacco is ready to start against the Bengals. And I'm ready, and I'm actually curious. I'm very interested to see this new Ravens secondary with two acquisitions in the offseason, the safety Tony Jefferson, as well as Brandon Carr. And one guy who I trust in a lot of fantasy leagues, especially in PPR, watch out for Danny Woodhead as a guy who's going to get a lot of catches as a running back in the backfield. He's okay with his hamstring. He's good to go. So watch that connection, Flacco to Woodhead. But our first disagreement, give me Baltimore. Oh, absolutely. You know, and again, a very, very close, uh, very similar scores. You know, at least this time we had the teams uh, mixed up. But, yeah, I think we can just both agree it's going to be a very very hard-fought game between these two. And, yeah, uh, I do like the acquisition of uh, Danny Woodhead to Baltimore. And, yeah, I mean, especially, uh, you know, Flacco, who may be, you know, still a little rusty, you know, after his surgery, uh, probably going to rely on, uh, you know, Danny Woodhead a lot for the check down. Staying in the AFC North, the Steelers traveling to the dog pound to take on the Browns. I'll go first with this one. Of course, Pittsburgh with their electric offense. No more worrying about Le'Veon Bell. He signed his franchise tender. Can't forget Martavius Bryant is back and in the starting lineup for Pittsburgh. As far as the Browns are concerned on offense, they're going to go with a rookie out of Notre Dame, Deshaun Kaiser, who will be the starting quarterback for the Browns. But they did get a scare today on defense with an injury to their first-round pick, Miles Garrett, within, uh, with a 
shoulder injury. So that could be a big-time concern, excuse me, an ankle injury, because they're talking about that he could miss a few weeks, maybe up to a month, which would delay his process. You've got to be worried about that already off the bat for Miles Garrett. But Pittsburgh should have no problems. I think the Browns will be a little better this year because they have a lot of talent, a lot of those draft picks they got, whether it's Jabril Peppers or tight end David Njoku. But the Steelers should still win this game 23-14. And as a sleeper, as a team you can stream defensively, look to pick up Pittsburgh's defense. Uh, yeah, that would actually be a very, uh, you know, very good, uh, very good move. You know me, I love, uh, I pretty much stream defenses every single week, uh, you know, but with keeping a, keeping a, uh, a solid, uh, like, you know, number one defense just to have, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, but yeah, horrible news for the Browns. It just seems like nothing can go right for them. And I really do wish Miles Garrett a, uh, you know, very, uh, speedy recovery and that he can get back and show, you know, Cleveland and I've seen AFC North, what he can do, but yeah, Pittsburgh, I think they're just going to, they're going to roll big time. Le'Veon Bell's going to be ready. Uh, you know, look for him to have a big day and yeah, just the offense in general. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win 30 to 17. All right, Tom, next matchup will feature our two quarterbacks playing in this Carson Palmer in Detroit against Matthew Stafford and the Lions. You could go first, my friend. Uh, yeah, you know, this could be a, a absolute shootout, uh, you know, and if you remember my, uh, you know, preseason predictions, I do think Arizona is going to be a uh, much better team this year. And Detroit, I mean, uh, despite them making the playoffs, I still just, I do not see them as a uh, playoff contender this year, uh, you know, just because uh, I look for them to fall way off. And as much as I'd love a big game out of uh, Matthew Stafford, I think Arizona's defense is going to be a little more stout this year than we saw last year. Uh, give me Arizona to win this one, 31-20. to 20. Yeah, we can't forget about last year with the Cardinals, a big-time disappointment. Finished the year 7-8-1, and one, that one tie coming back in Week 7 on Sunday Night Football against the Seahawks, 6-6. Six to six. And one thing to keep an eye on with the Lions, we mentioned it last week, the injury to Taylor Decker on the left side of that offensive line. So they're going to start the second overall pick back in 2014, the former Ram, Greg Robertson. So we'll definitely watch that on Sunday. But you mentioned it, Tom, the Cardinals, you would expect a bounce-back season. So I want Carson Palmer, my new acquisition, I know he's listening right now, to have a great performance against that Lions pass defense. Close game, high scoring, but I agree with you. Give me Arizona 25-21 over the Lions. Oh, yeah, you know, and I mean, I have Arizona scoring 31, but of course those are going to all be uh, David Johnson touchdowns, who I have in my other league. So, uh, yeah, so Stafford will still have the uh, bigger game this weekend. No, I'm kidding. I think I think uh, it could be a pretty even matchup between the two. But, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be hoping maybe to be wrong on this one just so I can, uh, you know, escape uh, with a uh, victory this week. Oh, wait, I'm not playing you this week. So, yeah, no, he can go as far. I, for some reason, I was confused that I was playing you uh, this week in fantasy. No, no, you can uh, – no. Carson Palmer can have all the touchdowns he wants too, David Johnson. That's just fine. 
That's right. I like to hear that. I don't think we've tried there probably until a few more weeks, but yeah, definitely not in week number one. Now, Tom, I think this is a game that could be one of the best in week number one, two teams that a lot of people think are going to make the playoffs, and that's in Tennessee between the Titans and the Raiders, and both teams pretty much from a fantasy perspective, I think you can start all the big names on both sides. Like the game we just mentioned in Detroit, this should be high scoring as well. All eyes will be on Marshawn Lynch coming out of retirement, now the number one running back in Oakland. And for the Titans, we talked about all the weapons that Marcus Mariota has that he can throw the ball to. Just make sure you pay attention to Delaney Walker because he's my starting tight end this year in fantasy. I know, Tom, he was for your team a year ago. So give me the Titans. This is a big game for them, a big test early in week one against a team that people think can make the Super Bowl. Give me Tennessee to at least in week one prove that test right, 28-24 over Oakland. Oh, I do love your pick, man. I uh, definitely I definitely wanted to take Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, as soon as you started, started off saying that it was a big game, I knew you were coming right to this one because, yeah, I saw this on the schedule, and I was like, yeah, this could be a, this could be a playoff matchup in, like, five more months. So, uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, I think it is going to be a close game, going to be very good. But I think you just have to – I just have to go with the team that made it last year. I'm going to have to go with Oakland. Uh, you know, I just – I think they're just going to be able to – when it gets close, I think they're going to be the team to really pull it out and, uh, you know, show their show their superiority. So give me the uh, Oakland to win uh, 27 to 27-24. Now, one game that we will not be predicting – this week, and we have to wait to week 11. That's the game between the Buccaneers and the Dolphins, which we'll mention just very quickly, how that game will not take place this Sunday. So make sure all those guys you have in your lineup for both teams are out due to Hurricane Irma, and we hope everyone stays there in the South, that the game will be postponed and rescheduled for week 11 because both teams actually are on the bye the same week, so that will take place on November 19th in Miami. Now, the next game we'll talk about, Tom, is in a the NFC East in Washington, a big, big-time matchup of two rivals between the Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles. Tom, the floor is yours. Yeah, you know, uh, again, uh, this week is just uh, rife with, uh, you know, inter- interdivision uh, rivalries, which I just love. And, uh, you know, while in the NFC, in the NFC East, these are probably the most likely the two teams that people are talking the least about winning it. It's, you know, all the hype so far has been the uh, Giants and obviously the Cowboys. Now everyone just loves those Cowboys. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think this could be a good one. You know, Kirk Cousins, he's you know, you know, always puts up the big numbers. He's looking for a big year this year because you have no idea where he's going to be uh, next year. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't have the uh, hopes for Philadelphia that a lot of people have this year. And uh, but yeah, for this week, give me Washington to win twenty to twenty. Twenty, sorry, twenty-seven to uh, twenty. All right, our third disagreement. All I'll say is fly Eagles, fly. I'm going to go with Philly to win this one 20 to 16 and I want to talk about the receivers on both squads number one Alshon Jeffrey I'm a big fan of him 
this particular year in fantasy, which is why I drafted him. I don't care about Josh Norman, that he's going to cover him all day on Sunday because Alshon Jeffrey is the number one guy with a player in Carson Wentz who you think will definitely be on the rise in year number two. So just stay healthy, Alshon Jeffrey, and you should be just fine. As far as the other side of things in Washington, they did bring in Terrell Pryor on a one-year deal like Jeffrey with the Eagles, but the guy that I think, Tom, that people definitely forget about, and you had him last year. Now, he did, he did disappoint in the fantasy playoffs, but overall had a very good season, and that's Jamison Crowder. Uh, yes, you know, he did, have a, he did have a stretch there where he was actually really, uh, you know, rather dominant. And, yeah, back to Alshon Jeffrey, you know. I mean, I have three fantasy teams going this year, so I, I'm pretty sure at some point I have every single player in the NFL on one of my teams. And, yes, I do have Alshon Jeff, Jeffrey in my money league. So, you know, if he, if he decides to have a good game, uh, I would absolutely have no problem with that either. All right, last one o'clock game that we have to talk about, AFC South matchup between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. I'll go first with this one. And pretty much one of the themes that we talked about so far in the program are quarterbacks with short leashes. And both these teams have ones as well because with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I was surprised that Doug Marone did give the nod to Blake Bortles. They do have backup Chad Henney there, so we'll definitely keep the lookout out there. And then for Houston, we all know about their defense. Obviously, J.J. Watt and the great job he's doing in terms of raising all that money for the flood victims, for the Hurricane Harvey. Tremendous job. But we can't forget about that, how he missed – he only played three games last year. That was it. So he's back in the fold. And with Tom Savage starting – you would think before you know it, the time for Deshaun Watson will be very soon. But that Texans defense should have a field day against that Jacksonville Jaguars offense, even though they have a very good running back now and the rookie Leonard Fournette. But Texans defense comes alive and they win 22-10 over Jacksonville. Oh, wow. You know, you got to give me uh, – it would be a great story for Houston to uh, dominate, especially after the uh, week that city and the whole uh, southeastern uh, Texas, uh, you know, uh, situation has been. And we still uh, – you know, our thoughts are still with them as they continue to, uh, you know, get out from that. But, uh, like, yeah, I just uh, – even though it's going to be a big uh, emotional game for them – um, I'm just not, I, again, I'm just not sold on Houston. I mean, I think their division is a little, is a little bit better than it was, uh, you know, last season. And I think that's been the reason they've made it to the, uh, they've been able to squeak their way into the playoffs the past year because of the weakness in the weaknesses in the division. And I think, uh, you know, I think they're down, uh, due for a letdown and Tom Savage starting this game. I don't see him doing too much. Uh, so I'm going to give uh, Jacksonville the surprise upset here. Our fourth disagreement. I'm going to have them squeak this one out 17 to 16. All right, man. I love it. Hey, listen, Jacksonville Jaguars fans, they're hoping they're praying because this is the last straw for Blake Bortles. Okay. This is one last hope for him and especially with a regime that has no ties and connections to him whatsoever. So his leash will be very, very short. But, yes, this game should be low scoring. Both offenses could be 
having a lot of issues early on. But I like this. I like the confidence there, Tom, and going with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and especially like I said with Leonard Fournette, want to see how he does against the front line of the Houston Texas defense. Now, Tom, we'll talk about the game starting at four o'clock. I'll let you go first with this one. A great quarterback matchup. You could break it down <laughs> first between Scott Scott Tolzien and Jared Goff. <laughs> How did I have a feeling this is what you were going to start off with? Yes, this uh, this quarterback matchup is definitely uh, you know not going to uh, was definitely not going to get flexed uh, into the Sunday night game at any time in, mm-hmm. during the season. Uh, but yeah, you know, I actually um, I have both of these teams as possible. Uh, you know, bottom five teams coming uh, at the end of the year. Uh, I mean, even with luck coming back, I think the, I don't see the Colts uh, being very competitive this year. And the Rams, I'm going to be rooting for them to lose a lot of games this year because we have their second round pick. So I want that to be a very high second round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this game, you know, between Tolzien and Goff, I'm going to have to go with Goff to give him the slight edge. I didn't want to, but, uh, you know, I mean, Sammy's supposedly going to be playing. He has a slew of wide receivers there that he can choose from. Look, out for the rookie Cooper Cup out of Eastern Washington. I think he could actually, uh, you know, turn some heads there in uh, L.A. and possibly see a little more time and maybe push Robert Woods out of the picture a little bit. But uh, in this week, a very ugly game. I'm going to give the Rams the victory 16-10. to 10. Well, Tom, we're back on the agreement bandwagon because I am also going with the Rams to pick up the victory 19-14, of course. We mentioned Pittsburgh's defense. You could easily scream L.A.'s defense this week against that Colts offense, which will be led by Scott Tolzien. They did bring in Jacoby Brissett, but he has really no time to adjust to the new playbook, so he won't be ready to start week number one. And you mentioned Cooper Cup. Now, you must have been picking at my sheet because I have him written down right here. I drafted him, and I actually – Didn't want to drop him today, but I had to because I had to pick up my backup tight end, which turned out to be Charles Clay. But I could definitely see Cooper Cup having a nice rookie season, a guy flying under the radar in L.A. But, Tom, we do agree. Give me the Rams to get the win. Oh, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I did notice that you did have Cooper Cup earlier in the uh, earlier in the day. So, yeah, he's on waivers. I'll definitely put a flag next to him because uh, he did have a nice preseason, you know, but, uh, you know, yeah, we'll definitely see with him. And yeah, talk about the defenses. I mean, the Rams defense actually isn't even a bad one to have for the for the remainder of the season. Uh, I mean, I, while they're going to lose a lot of games, I think their defense is going to be pretty stout. And uh, I mean, uh <clears throat> You know, depending on what, uh, you know, that defensive line still has some players on it. And, I mean, if they, they can still be motivated, you know, they'll, uh, they'll get their stats going. All right, 425, a nice matchup late in the afternoon between the Seattle Seahawks and Green Bay Packers. It is, it is the return of Eddie Lacy to face his former team, and right now he is listed as the backup running back. The number one back in Seattle is Thomas Rawls, and today, or actually yesterday, he was a full participant in practice. So Lacey is the backup at the moment, but could see a lot of carries 
against his former team. And, Tom, I know you'll be watching this game because your second running back in our league is Ty Montgomery, the former wide receiver, now the featured back in Green Bay. And, listen, I picked Seattle to make the Super Bowl this year out of the NFC, so they have to prove me right. It's going to be tough to win in Lambeau, but I have them picking up a road victory and a close one, 25-20. to 20. Oh, yeah, you know, it's uh, definitely this is a game you see on the schedule any time of the year, and it's going to be a big one, you know. It's going to, uh, you know, de- people are definitely going to find a TV for uh, this when this one goes down, and what a great one to have on week one and a four o'clock slot. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a barn burner. Uh, but of course I'm going to go with uh, green Bay, give them the home, uh, the home, the home advantage. And yes, hopefully Ty Montgomery has a nice, uh, pretty big game. It's kind of, I never thought I would have a, a week one starting running back who was a former wide receiver, but you know, here we go. And uh, yeah, hoping, uh, Hope he he can put up some big numbers week one. I'm going to give Green Bay the victory, 27 to 21. All right, Tom, keep it going with the games at 425. I don't think we'll have a six of disagreement with this one in San Francisco between the 49ers hosting Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah, no, I think this is. Uh, I mean, Carolina. It's definitely, uh, you know, has something to prove this year after falling off hard last year, uh, you know, the year after they went to the Super Bowl in 2000, uh, the fifth, 2015 season. Uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, give me Carolina to win this one, 21-10. I think San Francisco may be a little better this year than some people think, but in this week one against Carolina, it's just not going to show it. Well, obviously, San Francisco, they're rebuilding as well with the new regime there with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. All the new acquisitions, especially defensively, the rookies with, uh, of course, Solomon Thomas or Ruben Foster. And, of course, on offense, the quarterback this year is Brian Hoyer. Some new weapons and Pierre Garçon and Tom's old friend Marquise Goodwin. And for the Panthers... Uh-huh. I, I, I definitely see a big bounce back here. I have them making the playoffs as one of my two wild card teams. And a big reason why is the running back in my flex spot, week number one, who will be back in California, the Stanford running back, Christian McCaffrey. And I can't believe I read a report on Bleacher Report that he has a large part of the Panthers playbook devoted to him and his own separate playbook. Oh wow, that is uh, I did not hear that story. Wow, that's something and that's a lot of faith to put in a uh, you know, first year running back. Oh, it is for sure. Absolutely. And you got to be a little concerned because they do have obviously Jonathan Stewart still there, but McCaffrey that what he can do out of the backfield, especially in the PPR league. I'm just waiting for the moment. I can't wait for it on Sunday. So yeah, give me the score here for the Panthers 35 to 15 over the 49ers. Now, Tom, we're going to go to Sunday night football. That's right. Sunday night football between the Giants and the Cowboys, the annual meeting every single year in week one. It seems to always be played in Dallas, and we have another one this year. And for the Giants, all eyes will be on Odell Beckham Jr., who today did not practice but did some light work in warm-ups. He should be good 
good to go. They're going to clear him, you would think. And for the Cowboys, big news, Ezekiel Elliott is eligible to play in week number one because the suspension appeal process was not finalized between 4 o'clock Eastern on Tuesday. So now his suspension might not happen until week number two. But with the NFL, who knows? So this matchup is always tough every single year to predict, especially in week number one. But I usually pick the Giants, and I'm not staying off that this year. Give me Big Blue to pick up the road victory 27-23 over Jerry Jerry Jones and the boys. You know, it's so funny. I was about to mention that because uh, I, I wasn't sure if it actually was a thing, that these two always seem to play each other week one on Sunday night. Uh, it does. It just seems like it's like it's etched in stone that it happens. I am going to have to look and see if that's uh, like usually what the case is. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, having Ezekiel Elliott in this game definitely changes things. Uh, and, you know, we'll see when his uh, six-game suspension does actually end up going up. Uh, you know, going through. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, I, I expect big things of the Giants this year. I mean, man, I have them uh, going to the Super Bowl and losing to the Raiders. So, uh, yeah, they're going to get off to a good start. They're going to squeak this one uh, by as opposed to uh, losing it by a point. They're going to win by a point, 22-21. Uh, to 21. All right, Tom, now we'll go to Monday Night Football. And don't forget, there's two games on Monday. First starting at 7 10 between the Saints and the Vikings, and then the late game at 10:20 in Denver between the Broncos and the LA Chargers. Time you could give your predictions with both of these ones. Uh, yeah, in the first one, uh, I'm going to go with New Orleans over Minnesota. Uh, I think it's going to be a good one, and uh, but I'm I'm looking for Drew Brees to have a huge game. You know, look for a couple, uh, maybe a couple touchdowns to Michael Thomas, and that would definitely help me out. I'd love to see that. And, uh, yeah, don't expect uh, – I, I don't have either of these teams going to the playoffs, but they will definitely be, uh, you know, teams to keep an eye on, and they will be uh, playing as if they have something to play for. And in the later one, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, another uh, – divisional rivalry here uh, between the Broncos and Chargers. Everybody's so high on the Chargers this year, and I just I, I don't know why. You know, Anthony Lynn has coached one game in his career, and uh, he's known as a running, a running uh, coach, and he has Melvin Gordon there who has yet to crack 1,000 yards for a season. So I'm just kind of curious why uh, everybody is just so high on the Chargers this year. I don't, I don't expect too much from Denver either, but I do expect them to escape this one 20-17. Well, we agree with both games on Monday night, which means we had five disagreements uh-huh. in week number one. Give me the Saints to beat the Vikings 26-18. to You mentioned Michael Thomas, Tom. All the targets – should go to him, especially with the suspension of Willie Sneed, who will miss the first three games of the season for violating NFL substance abuse policy. And for the Vikings, we're going to be watching Dalvin Cook, the rookie, to see how he does on Monday night. And for the Chargers and the Broncos, of course, Tom was mentioning me because I picked the L.A. Chargers. I am surprised myself <laughs> and had them make the uh, wild card in the AFC, but I think Phil Rivers will have one last hurrah. Of course, I drafted Melvin Gordon, 
So that has something to do with it as well. But I do agree with you, giving them to win, of course, Simeon starting. The injury of Paxton Lynch with the shoulder, he's out five weeks. So give me Denver to win 22-16. to 16. So, Tom, can you believe it? Just like that, our pick for week one is already over. All right, and just in time, too. And, uh, yes, now it's just time to see uh, which, one gets the, which one gets more of the uh, discrepancies that we had. And, uh, yeah, that should be, it should be a fun week. I just can't wait for all of it. Absolutely, my man. But, as always, thank you for joining me on the program, previewing and predicting week number one. And, of course, we're going to be talking to each other a lot on Sunday at 1 when my Jets take on your Buffalo Bills. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. It just it absolutely cannot come soon enough. Absolutely, my man. But thank you once again. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your week and all the week one games which kick off tomorrow or tonight, I should say, with the Chiefs and the Patriots. Don't forget to set those lineups. Just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark F. Ferraro. Murphy is at MurphyTB. Thanks for listening to the program. You don't know how much we appreciate it every single week. And as always, don't forget to tune in next time to the Pigskin Pundits with your hosts, Mark Ferraro and Thomas Murphy, only on Blog Talk Radio.